0: Nap The Podcast is back after our typical two-week hiatus of not letting anyone know that we are going on a two-week break. As many of you know, Michael, in the midst of pharmacy school, is right now enduring finals week, so I am pleased to welcome the American Midlands Maestro, the Leander Dendonker Dondada, the Pedro Neto of Parker House. Nuno's a Spirito Santo. He's not a Wolves fan, man. He's the Wolves fan, man. Wolverhampton Wanderers, Hoboken Head Honcho, Dylan Tucker.
1: Oh my goodness. Dylan, how's it going? That might be the best intro that I've ever had. I know I'm not I, entering a room, but like that's fantastic.
0: I feel like well, I'll clip it out for you. I'll send it to you so that anytime you go into a meeting, anytime you're going into a party, we can play it on the loudspeaker. Um, and you'll be good to go. It's, it's it's a hype.
1: I mean, that's my new voicemail, because my <laughs> old one still sounds like I'm 12 years old, so that's honestly perfect.
0: Love to hear it. If if you haven't picked up on it already, Dylan, the only Wolves fan I know, um, which just makes you a unicorn in my world, uh, had the, the privilege last week of heading over to Hoboken to actually sit in a bar and watch some soccer. Everything, Everything is legal in, in New Jersey. Jersey. Um, and it was a great experience, something I haven't done in, I think, over a year. So uh, thank you for that. It was um,
1: it was phenomenal, especially being surrounded by complete Liverpool fans and watching yeah, them just well, scream at yeah, us we were watching, for the city.
0: We were watching the Liverpool-City city match. Um, we had a few bets on the line. City corners did not hit. Uh, city goals, though, did, if I remember correctly. Um, but a great experience. Like, Hoboken is actually... If I had to compare Hoboken to Manhattan for watching a a soccer match, Hoboken far out exceeds what it's like in Manhattan. I will say this, though. If you're at Banter in Brooklyn, probably the the second best soccer bar I've been to, best being this one in Denver, Colorado, which don't remember the name, so it wasn't that great. But (laughs) no, the the Hoboken vibe was was awesome. Um, And like I said, it's always fun to beat Liverpool with a bunch of Liverpool fans. So you nervous at all?
1: First uh, first pod. Honestly, I was feeling real good. And then when you said action, we're going, I was about, <laughs> it was like back when I was doing a spelling bee in like fourth grade and spelled 12 wrong. It was terrible. <laughs> I'm going to be all over the place.
0: No, we, we love it. Uh, Dylan and I talked off pod about how the podcast needs a little bit more energy. I think Dylan's the perfect guy to do this. Um, as we've been doing lately, I want to do just a relegation section really quickly We'll go into some mid-table. Definitely want to spend some time on Wolves, just because you're going to have way more intimate knowledge on what's going on there in that team uh, than Michael and I ever would. And then just get a general check of what's going to happen, kind of running away with the the Premier League right now. Is City, what do we think is going to happen at the top? So without further ado, we normally just kind of kick it off here. Um, You told me you have a really hot take for this relegation battle and the and just the teams in the relegation zone anyway. I'm, I'm interested to hear this because I actually think of anything that can happen, there's only really one scenario, and I've, I've mentioned it a couple times, and Michael thinks I'm nuts. He said the relegation battle was over three weeks ago, but I don't think it is. So let me hear your hot take.
1: So I think I know what you're thinking, and there's two scenarios. And okay. I'm going – let's just say I'm going out there, but to be honest – You and Mike live, you know, in the better half of the table. I'm down here chumming worried about getting relegated every two weeks (laughs) at this point, especially when, you know, Arsenal just wants to break my best player's head. So um, here we go. I think that Mike is right in terms of, unfortunately, even though Sheffield has gotten a lot better in recent weeks, that it's over between them and West Brom. And honestly, West Brom can go down because, like, they're not the class of the Midlands. Bring up Birmingham so we can have a real rival. Anyway, exactly. here we go. Exactly. My boys, Fulham, who, if you don't yeah. know, might have my favorite owner in all of sports, which is why I'm going to root for them to get out of it. Big my, Jags guy. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Like, the guy loves getting relegated, but not this year. Not so fast, my friend. So yeah. all right. they are going to make it out. And in my estimation, they're going to end up coming in at another 17 points here to get to safety. Crystal Palace goes down. you serious, Clark? Oh, Crystal Palace has oh. the 18. Crystal Palace is only, in my estimation, getting seven more points. They're about to go down, and then here's where it's – hold on. It's really going to get hot, and then I'm going to explain myself because I can see your face, and you're not happy with me <laughs> right now because, <laughs> sure, it might be Newcastle, but not everyone has plus 900 odds here to come make some money. So all right, all right. they're going to go down, and then – They're going to be the next Sutherland, and they're getting relegated twice next year.
0: What kind of odds do you think you're getting right now to say, hey, Palace is going to get relegated and then relegated again? I don't know because it's not on the books. I looked. Yeah, there's no shot that's on the books. Okay, I didn't even look at this because Palace going all the way down from 14 at this point in the season is just kind of nuts. Like, they have to, Fulham has to make up 10 whole points. I get that. So you had 17 you had 17 points with Fulham and you had 7 with Palace left. Interesting. Because the only uh, the only scenario I've I saw and I've been advocating this for like 4 weeks now is I think Newcastle can slide down. And that's based on what you just said, what I just said is
1: not nearly as crazy as as what you said. I agree with you and Newcastle's probably the victim, but Yeah. I'm going to bring you on a, a little bit of a journey here. Let's do it. All right. First off, before we get into Palace, we're going off of the fact that Fulham's figured out how to actually play defense at this point. All they need to yep. do is sneak out a few, you know, one nothing wins here and there. We're cruising. Okay. Right? Yeah. We're going to talk about, unfortunately, Crystal Palace, because I've heard their fans are awesome. So I don't want them to go down, but this is where it's happening. If you look at the upcoming schedule, right? Right now... Mm-hmm. It all has to do with Zaha. Yes. What's the hamstring? Always like? does. So what's the hamstring like, right? So let's say it's worse than we think, and he's out these next two or three games. These okay. next two games are against Brighton and Fulham, which are games that they have to win. I sneaky think Brighton's actually a good team, to be honest. I, for I, sure. I, they they play tougher than what they actually show on the table. We are We are a pro-Brighton podcast, for sure. Perfect. So then, boom, not getting a one. win there. Okay. Then, All right. obviously, for this to work out, Fulham needs to take care of business. So yeah. they're going to go and win. Now we're going to go through the next stretch of teams. You have Tottenham, which, as much as I think Tottenham's a conundrum in their own right, is mm-hmm. if you're giving up three goals to Burnley, Tottenham can park the bus, score their one goal, and be fine and beat yeah. you. Yep. West Brom, Big Sam does Big Sam things. All right. But here, realistically, let's say they tie. Then you get into the fun of it. They're not beating Man United. They're not going to nope. beat Everton. They're not going to beat Chelsea. Then they come down to the stretch of Southampton, which I have to believe Southampton's better than they are right now, and they're yeah. back in some type of form. Then they get Leicester City. Then they get Man City. At this okay. point, tell me where there's another point coming there. It'd it have to be only Sheffield. You're right. Yeah. So then you have Sheffield United after that, which – we're now coming into the last four games. Sheffield is either already knows they're down and they just want to, you know, fight for pride at this point. Let's mm-hmm. call it a tie. At this point, I gave them the win here. But then okay. you end with Villa, Arsenal, who I think is turning around and going to be pretty good by the end of the year, and then Liverpool. Okay. Do you see where my seven points come from? I, I see the seven
0: points. The The issue I have is – it's not an issue. Now that you've laid this out, sure – the, the door's peeking open. We're going to go through it a little bit. But as you mentioned, Spurs, always a mystery, especially when they're playing Palace. Uh, I don't know who the fuck Southampton is are anymore. Um, and as of late, are you ever betting Everton
1: on anything? That is a fantastic question because I normally... <laughs> like, so to give you perspective, one of my best friends is an Everton fan. And every time I say I'm going to quit them... He ends yeah. up literally saying, oh, we're going to score three goals. And then I just yeah. end up losing 20 plus. And,
0: Yeah. So, like, I, I definitely think now, like, if you're looking at a chart where it's like, what's your high and your low point-wise for Palace? I didn't realize how low that po- point total could be, that it is seven. Um, and I'm kind of, I, I don't think you're totally off. I think this is the one in a million shot though, because I've always been a huge advocate for palace has a lot of talent. Why don't they approach like this shit, like an American team would and get rid of Hodgson and actually get someone here in there. That's going to shoot for Europe, which is something I wanted to talk about like later on.
1: Um, But if they go down, where does Zaha go? So who, who gets him? Well, so see that goes into my next part of this theory. So, well, yeah, no, if they go down once, I actually think you're going to have pretty... Because as he's leaving, or like I know he just signed on. a contract, but he'll force his way out. Towson, oh, yeah. Towson's gone. Like At yeah. this point, they don't have a team. They don't have anyone who can score a goal anymore. And then we need to get the yeah. documentary crew there, and it's going to be fantastic television.
0: Yeah, the Sunderland doc has been awesome. I, are they doing another one this year, do you know? I think so. It's that's been the best one They just like, cause you always see city did the first one with Amazon and then Spurs did the second one and both teams like won a decent amount. And the Sunderland one is just like agony, constant agony,
1: which is fantastic. Like they're never going to leave. It's so awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's great. It's so awesome. Uh, All right. So that was your theory. I, the only thing that I thought of is, is I guess the simpleton version of this where it's like, I think Newcastle is still sliding and Fulham can overtake them. I wrote a couple notes out, and I actually was trying to play devil's advocate to myself. Fulham has Sheffield, Palace, Burnley, and Newcastle left on their schedule that I think could be wins. And then Newcastle had West Brom, Brighton, Burnley, Sheffield, and Fulham, which in that estimation would give Newcastle a better shot than even Fulham would. Wolves play both of them also. Are you at all concerned about those games. Yeah. We'll lose. We're Robin hood. We'll lose.
1: <laughs> I'm, I can tell you that right now.
0: Interesting. So I didn't see that one coming, but I like, I, you may not know this palace is like my second Premier league team. Like I, I really like, I, I root for city, but the team that I always want to do well is like palace that ends up happening. It's kind of an unfortunate, uh, lemony Snicket, I guess is what we're going to call it. A series <laughs> of unfortunate events there. Um, Wait, damn, because I think you're absolutely right. If they go down, they're going to have to sell off everyone. And then it it is just like a double doink
1: of sorts in the Premier League. Because, like, I, I, they're basically abs- a wallpaper club, in my opinion, though, as much as yeah. I, I hate to do. Because, like, they, the problem is, at this point, they're getting complacent. They want to blend yes. in and just sit there and be, what, 13th, 14th on the table all the time. Eventually, yeah. it's going to come and, and bite you in the ass.
0: So, so this is actually perfect time for me to bring this up. Then, like Michael and I have talked about this on pod and off pod a couple different times. Where, like I said, we think Palace actually has a lot of talent, like Eze and like Saha and Townsend and um, even schlup when he plays is, is actually pretty decent. Uh, keeper this year has been great, Gaeta for where they're at. We also have this theory that you may not know that if you are a team outside of the Premier League and you need a goalkeeper, why the fuck are you not? picking up basically anyone who is 13 and up, because you have a good goalie outside of Everton. Pickford's terrible. <laughs> but, like, every other goalie, like, Ariola, really, really good. We think is really good. Southampton's goalie's pretty decent as well. Um, you would take no Chelsea's why goalies? Well, I like, I did, like, at the beginning of the year, uh, Mendy, and now it's just, like, you know, whatever. I, he's, kept a two po- he's kept
1: a 2.0. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, a little bit better than Keppa, but yeah, it, it started out much better than it's been lately. But back to back to Palace, if you put a better coach in there, and I don't think Hodgson's a bad coach, but he's just good enough not to get you relegated most times. Like with that talent, we've all, I've always said, like why aren't they trying to get six? Why aren't they trying to get fifth? And Michael goes, dude. Even if they get that, and then they go into Europe, and then they have to play more games, then they're going to play way worse in the league. Then they're at higher risk of getting relegated, and that's where teams just don't want to be because it's so hard, obviously, to get out of the championship and get back. I I hate that. Like, I actually am very pro relegation in terms of like MLS. I think MLS should definitely have pro rel, but for like any other sport like it obviously doesn't make sense because we have minor league teams and and whatnot like the the g league and and whatever but pro rel in that regard i hate because i i don't want a team to just sit 12th every year like if you're a fan of that i'm not used to that like i like that sucks right
1: that's that's what we feel like over here. I know it's like, your
0: life. That's why I'm ha- I'm glad you're here. Like, tell me about. Well, see, I think you
1: guys are even different though. You are trying to get to Europe. Well, we're in a rebuilding year. I'll get into that later. Yeah, but if you could ever have a rebuilding year in a in a relegation type of league, we're in a rebuilding year. But yeah, I think I think you brought up a good point because it's honestly they're going through like what you're describing for Crystal is what what Burnley did three or four years ago. Right. Um, where they went for it and then all of a sudden they're struggling in the league. And now again, they're also just, I, I think they have an amazing coach cause they have no talent and he somehow yeah. keeps them up. But like, same thing. You're just sitting there and like, I will say this to answer your question as someone who's like more middle table or like where mm-hmm. I know, like, especially at this point in the season, like, I know this is the whole point of relegation because like every game actually does matter to me right now. Yeah, it's yeah. Heartbreaking when we lose to a West Brom and all that type of stuff, but it makes. This is going to sound really bad, but it makes when we actually you go on that run like it's like being a Mets fan, in a sense when you go on that one run like one time in or or let's be a Browns fan for your sake like or whatever Cleveland Indians all, fan, yeah, yeah. Like for you sure. go on that one run, it's exhilarating, right? Or yeah. like for me. Not to throw shade, but like when I, well when I when we beat you two times a year, like that's my Super Bowl. As sad as it is, but yeah. it's fantastic, and I'm on cloud nine. You know you're never yeah. gonna win any trophies, but when you go on that run, maybe you make a semifinal in like one of the cups or something like that. Like, I, that's living. Like just stay, yeah, stay, no, stay above, I mean, be able to get that money in, and go for that. That's all you can do
0: because of my background as a Cleveland fan I do remember when I met you and you're like oh I, I like like wolves I root for wolves I did have some fan envy because <laughs> there is a part of me that I've known pain and torment my whole life that the fact that I am a city fan I'm almost an apologist I'm almost like dude I'm I'm really sorry let me tell you about every other sports team I follow and how bad <laughs> my life is because I'm just not used to it I did have some like definite fan envy because obviously like I have no ties to Manchester. Like, I picked the team how I did and, and, and whatever. Um, but, yeah, dude, I, the, the game that Adama just blew Mendy off the ball and you guys ended up coming back and winning, that had to have been maybe on par with me feeling like, hey, we got 100 points
1: and we won the league two years ago. You probably actually felt better. I did because I was tailgating a Giants game at that point they actually want to it was a fantastic <laughs> sunday not gonna lie it's a
0: nice little double dip on that sunday <laughs> um so what i wanted to ask with this whole palace thing is hey pro Rel has i thought only pros and then this was one con that i saw with it and i was gonna be like what type of like european soccer elements would you like to see in the united states and there is i think only one answer like it's it's loaning that's the only thing that I think would make sense. And I think it only makes sense in a couple of sports when you're on a stretch run and you're like I would love to just loan this guy out to this team that I know he'd get like playoff experience and whatever and then we can bring him right back. I think that in baseball, especially pitchers, that'd be fucking awesome. What are your thoughts on this? Actually, you look con- well, you look kinda of confused.
1: No, I'm proud you brought that up cuz when you like, said, hey, think about this, I was just a noob, and I'm like, oh, you know, relegation would be great, like, no big deal, (laughs) like, trying to think outside the box, but I'd like your idea a lot better. Like, I think relegation, to be honest, in baseball, I think, would be electric, because you already have it set up with minor league teams and all that. The problem is you basically then create the same dynamic that you kind of see in the Premier League where all of a sudden the Yankees and Dodgers of the world are just going to keep winning everything because they're just going to buy but, up. But dude, as a as an Indians fan, isn't that how it is anyway? Yes. But it probably... Actually, you know what? Reverse, it's probably better as an Indians fan because then you're essentially going to have to spend money to be good and stay up. So you right. might actually become more competitive. For sure. I, I think there is something there where it's like,
0: hey... If you are drafted, you're drafted by a single A or double A. Like you, there there has to be a lot of things that that are moved around for that to be figured out. I do think baseball makes the most sense in the loaning, just because. I mean, football would be great too. Like if if we're going on a run, like perfect example, the Browns. We're going on a run and we needed a DB. Like our secondary was just trash into the playoffs and whatnot, and we could literally just loan out a DB. That'd be amazing. Football is tough, though, because it is just someone's getting injured every week. Like, and the risk on that would be way too high for teams to be able to do that. Like, pitching for baseball, I think, makes the most sense, and then they have an inning limit that they get, they can't get burnt out or whatever. Like, perfect, perfect example. Like, one more pitcher. Every team, when they go in the playoff, wants one more pitcher, and then you could figure that out from there. So, that's, that's what I thought. I don't know if the NBA really works that well with it. You could, Hockey,
1: maybe. I think but. basketball is your next best bet. Because I, yeah. I think you need a sport, too. Like, football is too complicated. You have to learn a playbook, all this type of stuff. Like, yeah. you can go and ball and just play basketball yes. and go from there. Like,
0: basketball is perfect. Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver gets loaned out at the end of every season. <laughs> because someone needs someone to hit a three, right? Like, or someone like Kyle Korver. Like, J.R. Smith becomes way more important. You see it every year. He gets picked up. He got picked up by the Lakers, didn't really play a minute, but they knew they had a shooter on the bench. Like, I do think the loaning system um, would be the one thing that I'd, I'd definitely bring over. I Let's go. Go
1: ahead. I said this is going to be controversial, and then I can end this topic, though. No. I would bring VAR over because I know we kind of have it, and I know it, yeah, see, I know it sucks, right? However, the way they do it in terms of having to throw a challenge flag out or, like, as the game's going on, someone's checking it, and then you just ping and say, hey, here's what the answer is. I would mm-hmm. love that in American sports. In terms of, hey, are you off sides? Um, because I had my one fingernail, you know, waving for the yeah. ball. Take that out. But in terms of, like, the way they actually execute it and bring it down to the officials, I think that is actually very well done. I, I
0: think that's the only positive with their VAR system. The thing that I hate about VAR is, is there is a VAR referee, right? So these handballs, there is no letter of the law. Like, there is no just like, hey, if it hits their hand, here it is. It's always a discretion call. And I think that actually totally fucks shit up. <laughs> like, I, I do. Like, I, I think offsides make sense because they literally put their markers out. They draw their little lines, the guys offsides. Now, do I think there needs to be, like, a uh, distance of error within there where it's like the dude's, Toe was off, like that's ridiculous. Or whether it's the hand or the elbow or whatever, wherever on the arm it starts that you can actually score the goal, is, I think how they break it down. Like I think that's a little ridiculous, but I don't like if you're gonna introduce technology in the sports, then you shouldn't introduce technology and then keep the human error element and the human like making a decision element in there. Like go go full technology or don't at all. Like I'm a huge fan in baseball. I don't want any review i don't want any technology in baseball i'm i think people that think baseball slow are just too dumb to understand it (laughs) so that's that's me but yeah think about it loanings i think it'd be great um mid table wanted to talk really quickly about southampton five straight losses um, arsenal villa united newcastle and then your wolves what is going on there like, like, they look like the darlings of, hey, we're going to get in the top five as an outside team, and they're just totally off
1: the mark now. You know the Spider-Man meme where he's staring at another yeah. Spider-Man and pointing at each other? That's Southampton sure. and Wolves.
0: <laughs> you guys are destined to be together. Like, legitimately.
1: The, the same teams. Because, like, look at it this way. Southampton has a ton of offensive talent, right? Yep. As do the Wolves. Also, for all the listeners out there, I can't say the word Wolves. So this is also another reason why I'm a fan. So be ready for this as my speech impediment <laughs> comes in. You're good. Anyway, Danny Ings is equivalent to Raul Jimenez. The difference is Jimenez is out for us, and now we're a toothless spine of what we used to be where we can't score anymore. And yep. at this point with – Things being in and out of the lineup from injuries, I think it just messes up the flow that they're working with. Because um, if you look at at least the past two games, obviously they played they played us, and watching those mm-hmm. games, like they can still attack, they just can't finish. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm gonna butcher this, but Ward Prowse might have yeah. the greatest like free kick shot I've ever seen in my life. Like, yep. I want to give that man all the monies. Like, just yeah, yeah. come, come. <laughs> yeah. I'll trade you Neves for Ward Prowse, and we'd be going in the Champions League right now. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I I get the correlation for sure.
0: I do think so. Th- this may be a little controversial for you, or you may not agree with it. I think Southampton's defense is way better than yours. I agree. And I I think their manager's way better. That's I think Hassan Hoodle's bullshit. I think Hassan Hudl is a great manager, and I think Nuno has, like, sparks of brilliance, and then he's just kind of there sometimes. Like, I, I don't know. Like, what is it? So let's let's get to this. It is, I think Southampton's biggest issue is that they aren't scoring. They can't score right now. They, they, it for something that we've talked about on this pod many, many times, is, like, they have a great system that Hassan Hoodle puts together, and if they take three weeks off, give them 20 minutes and they're back in that system and they can figure it out. I think that's something that's escaped them a little bit. And they've had a few injuries. And to be quite frank, like the poor man's Harry Kane, Danny Ings just hasn't played as well as he did at the beginning of the year. Um, I, I, I think they're going to kind of end up where they're at, but with wolves and, and you bring up wolves and being a wolves fan and whatnot, um, what would you be doing differently? Do you think this whole year was just totally thrown off because of the Jimenez injury? I mean, you did
1: start the year your best ever Premier League start so in history, right? We Yes, we did. But if you actually watch those games, we stunk. Like, we were winning yeah. games that we shouldn't have won, to be completely honest. Like, yeah. it was one of those things where, I don't know, I was sitting there laughing, watching all these games, being like, I can't believe we, we just pulled this out, like, 2-1. But to to your point, our I think the issue was one, COVID and all that short season I think messes up in the beginning because we ended up, in for us made a deep run into Europe, then mm-hmm. only ended up having, well like the three four weeks, and then we're coming back, which I don't think helped. Nelson Tomato stinks. By the way, yeah. I knew that <laughs> yeah, I knew that, that from watching him at signing. Barcelona, but like, I'm <laughs> supposed to have speed off the off off the right back, and I got. Absolutely nothing. He's just running yep. and then not giving it to my boy, Dama, and then it's whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's that. I think, I think you're going to see us right the ship, to be honest, because we are a team that loves to cross the ball. I got mm-hmm. – you ready? I got stats for you. This is – Okay. It's, Let's go. So basically, Pedro Neto, who unfortunately is going to be the next uh, Diego Jota and leave me way too early – because he's an absolute stud if you haven't been paying attention. Between him and Adama, in terms of just having open crosses, they're number three and four in the league right now. Yeah. We're an absolute crossing team where we had, unfortunately, he's the next, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo before we add him to our Portuguese repertoire. Uh, mm-hmm. Fabio Silva is too young and doesn't, like, he looked like me as a 15 year old soaking wet. Like, he doesn't have any presence in the box to get any of these crosses. No. With William Jose coming in, like, I think we write the ship because he's way more of a Jimenez home for us. And yeah. if, you look, if you look at how we played the second half of the second Southampton game, because we we're playing possum the first game because league games really matter. We're just going to lose to you in the FA Cup, so whatever. Mm-hmm. But we actually, when we came out of the second half, you normally have Neto on the left and Adama on the right. And, you know, my terrible manager who doesn't do anything switched it up. And actually had him playing more of a roaming, you know, across the field and playing a lot closer, which I think opened up more space. Even though we didn't get anything from Willian, but it allowed, like, you know, Neto to have that awesome goal, you know, just creating for himself. So, I think we're on a yeah. run, just saying.
0: I, I, well, this is the thing, and, and the COVID-shortened season was going to do this to, like, every team that isn't Liverpool, City, United... Chelsea and 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 even like Spurs and Arsenal I think it has affected them when you are Everton when you're Wolves when you're Leeds when you're Southampton you just aren't as deep you just aren't you don't have as many bodies that can go out there and give you the same level of like performance and if we're playing a two games every week sometimes three games within a week like this was bound to happen to every one of these teams um I was really excited when you guys signed that William jose because i was looking at some of the stats he had um at sociedad i believe i hope i hope that's where it was at yep. um and they had a great season he was performing really really well and i know that he just fit in to that offensive scheme and system much better than again fabio silva who may be 110 pounds and even if you put a cross right on his forehead. I, at 15, I don't, or it's
1: however old he is. He's, he's 18. an 18 wonder kid, all right? He yeah. spent 50 million on him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But at 18, man, like, I I don't know what the fuck I was doing at anything. Like, I didn't know the shit. Like, I even something I was training for my whole life, baseball, terrible, probably. <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, I can't blame him for that. He's got to get, he actually has to get in the box and get, like, his ass kicked for an entire season to figure out, like, all right, I need to get stronger. I need to do this, that, and the other, especially if I'm going to stay here. But I didn't even really think that's his game. He's going to be a creator, isn't he? Like, he's going to be someone who is
1: kind of like
0: Jota, right?
1: He, he's going to be one. But, like, it was something where when we brought him over, it was basically like, all right, you have two years to figure this out. And then he got thrust yeah. into an unfair position, to be honest. Like, I'm yeah. I'm shitting on him, but I know, to your point, like, he's 18 years old. He'll be fine. But, yeah, like, be fine. So- I, the problem, too, and you brought this up, though, is our defense, like the past two years, was locked down. And now, same mm-hmm. thing. We're having injuries. Like, I need Will Bowley back in my life. I never thought I'd say yeah. that, but like, Connor Cody. I'm not gonna get upset with the captain, but like, ever since he all of a sudden got starred on by playing for the England national team, he's mm-hmm. I, I don't. He's a shell of himself <laughs> right now. Like. I will say this, you know, back-to-back World Cup champs, my boy Owen Atawasi, for everyone who doesn't know, we have a USA kid that's 19 that's actually getting some run who's looking actually really good in the midfield. But uh, the poor man's messy when Potence comes back. I'm telling you, we're firing on all cylinders.
0: Would you take Doherty back? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it is
0: kind of what you're missing. Like I said, I think Southampton's defense is just way better right now, and that was kind of the biggest difference. I'd still have to – maybe off pod we can talk about why you think Hassan Hoodle's is not as good, but interesting. I, I do think, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys don't go on a run because I think that William and Jose signing was maybe one of the best of the January window because, like, you needed it. He made sense. And he kind of just looks like a fucking Wolves player. Like, he, well, yeah. he's he tall, dark, Portuguese. and handsome. He can speak
1: Portuguese. Yeah. Or speak Portuguese. That's,
0: that's all you need. That's all you really need. If, if you've ever saluted a green and red flag with a little gold on it <laughs> in your life, you can actually be a, a Wolves player. Um, beginning of the year, the biggest story was obviously how terrible Arsenal was. But right now, as we sit, and I believe what we are like, 14 games away from the end of the season. Wouldn't you know, sitting at 10th is Arsenal and sitting at 9th is Tottenham. So we do have that North London little battle going for Tottering Ham Day or whatever the fuck they call it at Arsenal where <laughs> it's still a possibility that Arsenal can finish above Tottenham and vice versa, even how bad Arsenal was. what's What are your thoughts on this? I know that, again, you had something locked and loaded for, for Tottenham on, on this pod as well.
1: So, Let's start with Arsenal, then we'll get into the Spurs. Okay. I actually think, also because they gifted us six points, so I'm a big Arsenal fan these days, I think Arsenal actually makes a run at potentially getting into Europe. You have people moving in this table, like,
0: 12 places, and we are, like I said, 14 games away from that season being ending, which...
1: Ridiculous, but yeah, go ahead. Listen, name name the pod featuring Vicky Valancourt. I'm just basically <laughs> dropping <laughs> predictions here. All right, so you're the devil. Let's do it. Look, I look at it this way, and like this is honestly my comparison, and this is probably terrible for a podcast. because I guess it's an inside joke to myself, but I'll get two people to laugh at this, so whatever. But Perfect. Arsenal is legitimately the difference between me when I drink hard liquor and me when I have Bud Light, like. Me on Hard Liquor is David Luiz getting his 10th red card of the season. (laughs) Like, you are you know, me all of a sudden figuring out what, um, you know, I'm going back to college. I'm having Burnett's Red Hot Cinnamon, and I'm running as the goalkeeper, you know, getting my red card, punching it. And next thing you know, there's Arsenal that we think is in a relegation battle. But then you figure out, hey— Bud Light's easy. I can crush Bud Lights. And you start figuring out that you're a wonder kid at, at Quizzo on the weekends with all your friends. And that's basically what Arsenal is and what they're becoming. They're starting to get wiser, at least, I think, in terms of playing some of the young kids at this point. Mm-hmm. Where, like, they're just meshing and they're trying to prove something in my eyes. Where even, I know they tied today watching Europa. But, like, they're just, to me, way better of an attacking team. And they've tightened up a little bit. On the defensive side, that I, I think they're definitely going to finish ahead of Spurs, but like it wouldn't shock me because I think they actually like Saka to me is a stud that they could like, yeah, just sure. I don't know. I think they to your point they're too far away. I think they make a run, and I'm saying they get seventh, and that's how they end up making into year out. Interesting. I mean, I <laughs> if
0: that happens, Arteta's safe. Then he has to be right. 100. Like, percent. Can't get rid of him. Then um, I agree. We've said this the whole whole season on this pod that Arsenal is the one team that we just don't understand how they're so bad because we actually think they have a lot of talent, whereas we hate on United a ton, and it's because we think, like, if Bruno Fernandes doesn't show up, they're terrible. And we think that Ole maybe the worst coach in the league, actually. Um, but, like, what, what I've seen is... If you are running the pep system to to an extent, like Arteta is a little bit, and you have bad defenders, as I've seen as a City fan last year, when we have only okay defenders, like you are not going to win a lot of games. Like, Gabriel, decent signing, but I feel like he actually is more of an offensive presence sometimes than he is a defensive presence. Um, Hector Bellerin, like, just go work at GQ. <laughs> just give it up. Like, whatever. Uh, but like that that was their biggest Achilles heel and I do actually think that maybe they're trying to f- kind of figuring it out either in the back or they're holding up possession a little bit more in the midfield and and holding on to it at I guess more but I could see them having a run do I think they're going to challenge for Europe I mean I guess seventh isn't that off
1: I mean but... you' you're saying they're so far away if you look at the table there's three yeah, right. I, I get so... it that Everton has a game in hand. But like, they're three point. They're a win away from being in seventh place.
0: They are, yeah. They are actually just six points behind Liverpool, who's in six. Yeah. I think my issue is, is I if I look at this table, I think Villa is a better team than they are. I think Everton's actually a better team than they are, and I think West Ham's actually a better team than they are. They are, and I just as the games are going to progress, I feel like ten and nine are going to come down to Spurs and and Arsenal, and that's it. I don't know. I mean anything can happen obviously but uh what's what's the take on hot like on spurs i want i want to hear this one because i i hate spurs as much as the next person
1: so i think first off this is the real take but the spurs they're the most boring team in the world to be honest like for sure
0: i interrupt you real quick do you have friends that are spurs fans right
1: i have no so you don't. So we have one who we just introduced to the lovely game of football. And yeah. for some reason, actually, it's because they watched the Spurs doc and they loved, um, uh, what's it called? Jose, that they basically... They would, like
0: Mourinho? Yeah.
1: That They're the only person in the world. Okay, So loved him to the point where he's like, I'm being a Tottenham fan. And I was like, you understand that you're just going to have to deal with heartache and pain the rest of your life? And they looked at me and go... I'm a Rutgers fan. I'm used to this. So I have <laughs> it's one. It's not only heartache
0: and pain. It's like general inadequacy. I feel like like I-, I wanted to know if you had any friends that were Spurs fans, because I have this theory where if you like brought me in front of people to be like, what team do they support? I could pick out every Spurs fan because they all give off the same kind <laughs> of like energy of just like, Yeah. I am I am a wallpaper of a, of a kid at this party right now. <laughs> I I'm not bringing anything out of the ordinary. Like, can you imagine having as much talent as Harry Kane does, and like just having no panache? Like, not real. Like, you know, he's he's fucking awesome. But do I want to watch him score a goal, or or do I want to watch Jamie Vardy score a goal? Jamie fucking Vardy. I I don't know what's gonna happen next. Well, like that, like that's
1: what I want. They they literally like that's. That's the worst part is they have two of the best literally like pairs for, for going to attack between Song and and Harry Kane. And it's like, hey, you know what? Look at what those teams are doing in seventeenth place on the table. Let's park the bus. That seems like a great idea. it's, it's and then but then they <laughs> wonder then they wonder, Agreed. I can't believe we tied. It's like like honestly, not to bring us back to the Wolves, but like we tied them earlier in the year. They scored on us in the fourth minute and then bless their souls, they literally sat there and let us have possession, and it's only a matter of time before, you know, we score, it's like, alright, great, like, thanks for the yeah. point.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hate the fact that Harry Kane, and Sonny, and even Gareth Bale to this extent, because he, when when they played City this past week, like, he actually looked like old Gareth Bale in, in moments, um, I hate the fact that these really good offensive players, and Delhi Ali, I, where the fuck is he at, but these good offensive players have to play with Mourinho. Like, like if I am Harry Kane, why am I there? What am I doing? Like, you have to think that you are... He's giving up, if we think of this as like the NBA, he's giving up at least 10 possessions a game to where he could score, where he can have a shot on goal. At least, I feel like. And that's terrible. Because like I said, he's probably... He is the best striker in, in the league, I feel like. Yeah.
1: From, so. t- from two yards out. <laughs>
0: true. True.
1: Um,
0: all right. What's the, what is the what well, is the full take,
1: though? Well, basically what we got at is exactly the take. Okay. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It's this, though. I'm Wall, gonna, I'm, wallpaper friends. Well, no, I'm going to put it you. into a, a metaphor, though. Because it, it came true today watching them also, like, in the Europe game today. is mm-hmm. Tottenham on Thursdays is the Medellin trailer. Tottenham on the weekends <laughs> is... Is Medina Khan Show some respect for the below the line people And watch the credits What no Q&A <laughs> That's that in a nutshell That's literally If someone you want to describe someone what Tottenham is That's all you have to do
0: Oh fuck I wish I had known this Because I would have tried to like Resurrect some honorage uh, Like metaphors here uh, Yeah Fuck that's actually a, a really really good one
1: I sign off, I, this is me leaving the pod That's, I'm George <laughs> Kassanzening, this is all I got <laughs>
0: <laughs> The Medellin trailer as compared to Medellin Khan I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't, but, well this is the thing Any team from the Premier League who goes to the Europa League Are the best team in it, by far I feel like
1: yeah. So I don't think it's that hard well, Unless it's either. your other team, Sevilla If they're in it, then they're the best team
0: Yeah, true Good. Great point. (laughs) Great point. I love that. So top of the table, the only two questions I really had. Can anyone catch City? And then who is, we can do top six.
1: Um, Who's going to end up going to Europe? So first question, yes, Gladbach. Boom roasted.
0: (laughs) No, actually, they're not from France, so they can't beat us in the Champions League reverse roast there first off they're
1: from from germany so they can beat you we're fine unless you're making a joke that i don't get about cities thinking against french teams and you got me there i thought
0: that was your initial joke because we lose to Lyon and marseille every year in the in the champions league
1: No, it's more Gladbach. Just an awesome name to say. So, and they're kind of like win the Gipper mode right now since their coach has already said I'm leaving to go to Dortmund, which I think is hilarious. But
0: it's awesome. It's very college football of him. I'm gonna I'm gonna coach the rest of the bowl games, but like I'm out (laughs) for sure. Um, But so Gladbach can catch us. But but do you think is anyone catching City in the in the league? No,
1: I. I'd love to say like because I know at some point. You could lose, but like, I actually don't think you guys lose another game. I think you guys figured it out at this point. Really? Like, in the in the league? In the league, in the league. Because, like, yeah. if I'm looking at this right, we can talk about United all we want. But, like, as long as Ole's their coach, whenever it comes to a big game, he's going to lose. Mm-hmm. And unless the next City United game, he's on the hot seat, which I don't expect him to be he has no pressure to win and he's right where he wants to be. He's the Jeff mm-hmm. Fisher of, of the Premier League at this point. He just wants to be at 8-8 eight and eight and figure it out and you never realize that he's still there being the coach. United is the LA Rams too. I love it. Yeah, exactly. For uh, sure. And then, as much as I, I technically kind of hate Leicester just because that's what I want the Wolves to be, but, Yeah. I, like, I watched their game today, like, Leicester can be, I feel like, so dominant, but like, At the same time, they're just nowhere near the same. Like, no one's at the same – I can go through all the teams. No one's at the same class as you. I think Mm – I'm probably wrong on this, but I actually do like what Chelsea's looked, at least in the past, other than Pulisic not playing. It's bad for my Mm -hmm. fantasy team. But Mm -hmm. between that, I I think Chelsea, when they play you, will be a tougher game. But they're just too far back, and they're not catching you either. I I think you guys run away with this at this point. I
0: mean, I think, and again, total total bias, I, I do think it's kind of pretty much over. The next three games, if we win all three, I think it's done. Like, it's it's Arsenal, West Ham, and United, and if we run it from there, like, it's over. After that, there's only three hard games that we have the rest of the year, and it's Leicester, Villa, and Chelsea. At that point, I don't think it's it's really going to matter. Um, I actually think the only team that could catch us and, and make it interesting is Leicester, Oh, and
1: Wolves. <laughs> we'll just beat you because it's fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. For for the Bants, but I, I think Leicester's the only team. If I had to pick my top six though, I think this will be very different than yours based on some <laughs> of what you've been saying. I I think City's first. I think Leicester's second. I think Liverpool comes back into third, to be totally honest. Um, United fourth, Villa in fifth, and I think West Ham is sixth.
1: Ah, oh, the poor toffees. Yeah, it's not consistent enough, dude. Well, they're the new Robin Hood team. Yeah, like yeah, because if you look, sure. they literally take from the rich and beat the. I mean, the Man United game they tied, but like they'll do that. Watch, they'll end up beating like a Chelsea and City and all that type of stuff, and then they go back and lose in Newcastle and Fulham. Like, yep, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, dude. Yeah, like the. It, I mean, what it comes down to, and it comes down to this in every sport is especially in the short season, how much depth do you have and how consistent can you be? And they're out of, we always break it down this way. It's like West Ham, Everton and Villa, those three teams, who's the best and who is not consistent enough. I don't think Everton's consistent enough. I actually think Villa's the best of that crew. And then West Ham's actually good this year. I had West Ham getting relegated in our preseason prediction. They're actually good this year.
1: I think West Ham's better than Villa.
0: And that's, Dude, there are arguments for that for sure. I think if you put, and and West Ham beat them already this year. Yeah, I think they they split. But uh, if they ever play again, like there are definite arguments where like Mikel Antonio, who I don't know if you saw this on Valentine's Day, sent a tweet out with his girlfriend that says, "I love you with all my Willie because my Willie's bigger than my heart." What a guy, um, <laughs> like. Mikel Antonio, if he goes off, like, West Ham's tough to beat. But the best player on the field is Jack Grealish, without a doubt. And I, I will put my money on the best player on the field more often than not, especially in a game like that. So I always pick Villa high. They've been a little disappointing lately. But that, that's my prediction. That's my top six.
1: You're right on that. I don't know why, like, in my brain. But I still think Villa's Villa of last year. And they're about to get relegated. Right? And I'm always like, they're going to be <laughs> terrible. But then I look at them, am like, perfect. This is why the Wolves, you know, it's a rebuilding year. We just have to be like Villa. That's it. But. good. No, you can go. No, I was going to say, well, dude, to be
0: totally honest, if I, it's hard to say one injury totally derails the season for a team. That one injury totally derailed your season. And I'm not trying to, like, make you guys feel better, like, consolation trophy the fuck out of you. But, like, if Raul Jimenez doesn't get injured – this season's totally different for you are West Ham, Everton, Villa, and Leicester. In that crew, you're you're in the conversation of being in Europe. I think again.
1: I agree, but unfortunately, my life is now. I'm basically just sitting there like I'm in Major League, looking at the cutout of the owner. But in this case, it's a and I'm just ripping off pieces of clothing till we get the forty points, and I know we're safe. Like that's what my life has turned into.
0: To be totally honest, like a greased up a is a little hotter than uh, the. The female owner that the Cleveland Indians. I mean, hundred
1: percent there for sure, for sure.
0: <laughs> All right, who's your top six? All right,
1: City's gonna be number one at the end of this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I actually think, I hey, hate. I'm going for hot takes. I'm gonna be wrong, but this is gonna be fun. I'm going City Chelsea hot at take two. Tucker. Let's do this. I'm doing Chelsea at two. Chelsea at two. I'm, All right, fucking god. Listen, you're acting like there's this huge point gap. The only no. huge point gap between City. They actually can play defense now. I know I made fun of their keepers, but when you play defense where no one can shoot at your keepers, you're fine. So, All right.
0: good, great point, great point.
1: Also, like, I don't know. Mm. I feel like it's the like new coach bump for whatever that yeah. reason is. All right, there two. I'm gonna put Leicester at three, but I feel like they don't know how to finish a season, so end up being really at four or five. But I'm gonna put Leicester at three. Mm-hmm. Liverpool at four. okay. United at five. And then, this is for my buddy, I'll say Everton figures it out, goes at six. And then, because City ends up winning the FA Cup, Arsenal makes Europe at at seven to complete at my seven. prediction.
0: How much money do you have riding on this top seven finishing this way? You tell me. I haven't put this <laughs> in yet. I literally just did this <laughs> on top of my head right now. All right, perfect. All right, good deal any anything else in this in this top region that you want to bring to the table you want to talk about before we do the obligatory vibes of the week the vibes of the two weeks
1: there's been a lot of good vibes over the past two weeks um, <laughs> not- I mean I think we covered it I mean the other thing is that yeah. I, I we don't have to get into it now because I think it's going be better like for the future. It's like the top four race is going to be fantastic though I'm like a two
0: two three, and four correct
1: like in terms yeah. of. In terms of, like, City running away with it, it is what it is, but it just made everything else for how packed and, like, between anyone from what? At this point, I'm saying, like, from 10 to 2 can do some type of shakeup, which at least makes for a very exciting end to the season.
0: There's what, only 12 points separate 2 and 10, yeah. Is that what you just said?
1: Yeah, and there's 16 between 2 and 12, but who's counting?
0: Oh, damn. (laughs) 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 Fuck. I just scrolled down on the table and saw who was in twelfth. Yep. Alright, Wolves. Let's let, let's do this, Wolves. Alright, let's let's go ahead and get into the vibes of the week.
1: Oh man, let's going to that all important time of the show. Once again, my favorite part of the show. Uh, that's, a that's a vibe. It's some vibe. That's a vibe.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alright, vibes of the week. Dylan, since you are the first, the inaugural, the only guest we've ever had on the podcast, I will invite you.
1: To go ahead and go first. Well, I appreciate that. Um, all right. I am gonna be honest, my initial vibe of the week was gonna be Taylor Swift releasing new old music, but I decided we'll keep it, you know, strictly towards sports here. Wait, I don't wanna... is
0: there any is there any bigger like pulling fleece over consumers' eyes than re-releasing music
1: and selling is she selling this? First off, yes. Second of all, she can also be nominated for Grammys. So she's just going to win double the awards. And Country Taylor's back. It's fantastic. She can win double the awards? Yeah, I saw that post today. I was like, this is an electric move. Like, I'm telling you, this is a vibe. So the vibe I'm getting at based off of this, it's all about winning, is where we're going. How did she find a loophole in the system? Because she's Because she's re-releasing it with six new songs that she wrote back when she was 18. All right. You're laughing. That's just good business.
0: It is. No, it's... Yeah, (laughs) this is... This is consumerism 101. Capitalism, I love it.
1: Yeah. All right, let's get into winning. So, basically, the vibe based off of Taylor Swift winning all of her Grammys in the upcoming year, this is Mm -hmm. about winning the friends and family of the podcast. One of the next five bets that I tell you, because they're probably all going to fail, because I'm a mush, but to be honest, I'm on a little bit of a heater. So... Here's what we're going to get at for everyone out there. This is more a futures play. However, don't do it this week, but every other week, if you want to become rich, bet the score 0-0 at the end of the first half on every Wolves game. You will win about 60 to 70% of the time, and then you can go buy GameStop, as you guys were talking about last podcast, because I think it's pretty low right now. Um don't, don't buy GameStop, by the way. It's over. <laughs> it's tanked. It's out. All right,
0: perfect. Nil-nil at the half. Wolves, 60% of the time hits. Don't quote them,
1: but quote them. 60% of the time, all the time it hits. Yeah. However, for this week, you're going over two and a half. Because we're first literally... First half or whole game? Whole game. Because at right. this point, one, when we score first... We get three points every single time. We need three points. You heard me say we're going on a run. Mm. We're going to play way more open. We're going to sit back, though, and as much as Leeds loves to attack, we're the perfect team to go against them because we can counter the shit out of anybody. So we're going to sit there. Next thing you know, Adama is going to be flying down the field. Bet Adama to have a hat trick. Let's have some fun. That's, don't All do right. that. But over two and a half is where you're sitting. Then you get into the fun part. Liverpool-Everton... Just bet a tie. I don't know if you've watched the last, like, 20 games of this matchup, but literally it's a tie every single time.
0: Until the last second, and then they bring in Origi, and then it's over.
1: Yeah. Touche. It's going to be a tie.
0: Okay. Why don't you think – I I think Everton can beat them right now.
1: So, in terms – you're probably right. I actually think they could, but, like, I don't know. I think – I. this this goes back to my Villa take – where the yeah. only thing that's in my brain is from, I think it was two years ago where they're playing at Goodison and Everton had a chance to actually come and beat Liverpool and it ended up being the most boring 0-0 game. And that's what I feel like this game's going to turn into. Because as much as Everton can score like we saw when they were playing midweek versus Tottenham in that awesome 5-4 game and whatnot, yeah whenever they play Liverpool, all of a sudden, like they both just forget how to play soccer. And just comes this physical type of game, defensive game, and it's great to watch, but it's going to be zero zero one one.
0: I think I think you're absolutely right because I think both teams, like, don't want to fuck up actually right now too.
1: All right. Yeah. Last ones to go off of here. If you really want to have fun watching a game, and this is for, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably like soccer, but if you don't, we're going to reel you in with this. Sometimes yeah. goals are at a premium. No, it isn't. Corners. Everyone loves to bet corners. I'm addicted now. Have you actually been doing it? Twice, isn't it so much fun? It's the best. We
0: sat there the whole time. There's always something to root for. Anytime a team had it on their own end,
1: like it's the best. Well, unfortunately, I'm betting the under this week. Oh, so <laughs> talk about a not loop. So not so fast, my friend. Talk friends. about a loophole. Got to keep you on yeah. your toes. West Ham Tottenham, we're going under nine and a half corners this weekend. Reason being. Every time I bet Tottenham and it's an under, they literally get two or three corners. Like, they won 4-1 today and they had four corners. Like, it's it's what they do. This might be completely wrong, but it's mostly because I'm just going to say they play up the middle like you should when you're playing FIFA. And compared to how, you know, some teams, not to name like Adama's and Netto's, like to go on the outside and next thing you get yeah, yeah. 20 corners. I also found this Wing pretty attack. cool website. And Tottenham is... 15th on the table in terms of corners per game. So under there, your over goes into, what is it, the Leicester-Villa game. Two, four, and seven on the table in terms of corners. You're going over ten and a half in that game. And that rounds out my vibe of the week. Always bet corners. Damn. The first ever betting corner, bet corners,
0: betting corner that we've ever had on the NAFTA podcast. It's going to be really, really hard to um, actually follow that up with a vibe. I'm going to keep it in the same vein. And this is going to be a shameless plug, and actually this is a total letdown from your own vibe here. Uh, Man City still plus 275 to win the Champions League. I think that's easy money.
1: You're not wrong. I actually think that's a great call. Except for yeah, when like, back beats you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that, I, I think that's easy money. And, and the other thing that I think's nuts is atleti's playing incredible right now they're plus 1500 like they're playing out of their minds and juventus only is down by one goal and they're actually plus 1600 i i to to win the whole tournament obviously right but i actually think that's not a terrible play either to to put maybe a quick 25 50 bucks on both those teams and if it hits now you're
1: You're drinking for free for a little bit. And if you parlay that with Crystal Palace going down, just Going down,
0: this is how you end up buying a lot of GameStop stonks and and really (laughs) hitting the big time. Uh, So, yeah, my vibe of the week. Take a look at the futures in the Champions League. There is some money to be made there. All right, we haven't done this in a minute. We're going to give you some predictions for this weekend's games, mainly because our first one to lead us off, the Friday game, the loan game, the one that everyone's going to be watching Actually going to be a good matchup. Wolves leads Dylan. You, you got to be riding with your guys, right? Two one Wolves, easy. Two one Wolves. I I got a one one draw. I'm not a draw. I'm just kidding. I never pick draws. I'll do three nil Wolves, and that's that Adama hat trick we were talking about earlier. Southampton Chelsea first game on Saturday. Where are we going on this one? Two nothing Chelsea. Two nothing Chelsea. I will do one nothing Chelsea as well. Uh, 10 o'clock game, Burnley-West Brom, battle at the bottom. Where are we going here?
1: Your favorite, 1-1 draw. All
0: right, nothing Burnley, love it. <laughs> Liverpool, Everton, Merseyside Derby at noon 30. I got Liverpool 2-0 because I actually think they're kind of figuring it out. And like I mentioned before, I don't think Everton's that good.
1: I want to say a tie again, but now I feel foolish putting two ties back-to-back. Back.
0: It happens. 2-2 yeah.
1: mm, two, two tie. All right,
0: Bet, the <laughs> Bet the over. Bet the over, 2-2 tie. The ultimate battle at the bottom, and a game Fulham needs to win at 3 p.m. Fulham, Sheffield United, I'm still 0% blades, which means 3-0 Fulham. Where are you at?
1: I'm with you, but 1-0 Fulham.
0: First game on Sunday, Spurs, Hammers. I got Hammers 2 0 over Spurs.
1: I love that pick.
0: (laughs) Retweet it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Retweet. Retweet. All right.
0: Perfect. Uh, 9 a.m. Villa and Leicester. I think a key game for Villa, if they are going to make a run into Europe, they got to get a win here. I'm rolling with Jack G. I'm going to go 2 1 Villa, but there is a Vardy goal. Where he actually runs around, gathers all four corner flags, and does a <laughs> pagan dance. What do you got? I think I'm going to go 2-0 Leicester. Oh, I like it. Vardy on both? Um, Harvey Barnes gets one. Oh, what a call. Um, Arsenal, City, Arteta, and his daddy. Where are you going with this one?
1: I was going to say 4-0 City, but based off of how I pumped up Arsenal, let's make it a cool 3-1 just to show that they have offensive power on the gunners. I'm
0: going 5-0 City. I'm <laughs> going 5-0 City. It's a bloodbath. Um, Man United and Newcastle. I am a big Newcastle slides into relegation, as we talked about earlier. I hate betting on United. I hate saying they're going to win 1-0 United. 2-0 United. Perfect. And then the final game monday for this group because leeds plays on tuesday even though they played on friday who knows um but monday you have the seagulls of brighton playing crystal palace i'm intrigued to hear what you're gonna say is gonna happen to my boys Zaha.
1: he's not gonna play crystal can't score two nothing seagulls two nothing galls i love that
0: i love it so much i'll do two one uh, I hope Lampy's back. if not I'm about to make fool myself. I think Lampy actually gets an assist or a goal in this one um, because he's the best player in the relegation battle for sure. Dylan dude, you, you did it, you made it. You're the first and only guest we've ever had. can we can we invite you back?
1: Oh 100% come back right let's get a roast review going to see if people actually liked me or not
0: listen we've tried to get people to review the podcast we've tried to get people to just generally engage with us um and it's never worked so (laughs) what i will say is i feel like you have actually maybe a bit more of a following than even we do i think we're gonna get a nice little numbers boost especially on the west side um of the hudson river
1: we're gonna try i've i'm not good at this thing called instagram but i think i'm gonna uh, retweet that's twitter shit uh i'm gonna what's it a story repost repost there we go yeah yeah see repost. Ah, i would right, not perfect. do good i would not do well on tiktok these days um you, you, you can be you can
0: be our twitter correspondent i love that
1: yeah we can just make this like the daily show just bring me in i'll tell you about the midlands and how the, the bottom half of the table lives i love i love it
0: dylan thanks so much for stepping in Really great to have you. Um and hopefully we have a podcast next week, but as most of you all know, it'll be two weeks away. So that's kind of what we've been doing. Um Thanks so much for coming, dude. Yeah. Cheers.